Hey, so starting next Sunday, we will be uh, starting a new sermon series. And it will be uh, our summer emphasis. And as your pastor, I want us to focus upon the scriptures this summer. Uh, the verse of scripture that I think of that will serve as kind of our theme verse is Psalm 119, 105 that says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I want us to look this summer at how the scriptures shed light on our lives. So that's going to be our theme. How does the scripture shed light on our lives? And the title I've chosen is Living in the Light. As a part of that, we want to give you a reading plan, or as Will named it, our light reading. Uh, light reading, ha, 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 corny, you know, okay, that's all right. Um, in the foyer... Now, this does not start this week. It will start after next Sunday. But uh, we have a reading plan that we would encourage you to do this summer for 12 weeks. And there are five chapters each week. And so uh, we're giving you two days of grace. <laughs> so take a chapter every day. And I would think another day, do your life group lesson. And then maybe we'll even put out the sermon scripture for that week and maybe that Sunday morning you can do that. But a chapter a day and it will just give us uh, something uh, unified to do as a church. And so we have a reading plan and you can pick those up. We will also be sending those out uh, maybe through our email on Sunday afternoon so that you know the scriptures for that week. We are going to encourage you that you would also, if you so choose, to take a to journal and to use, Cricket, you will appreciate this, the space, not only journaling, but we're going to use space, which is an acrostic as we go to the scripture, space, S-P-A-C-E, is there a sin to confess, a promise to claim, an attitude to change, a command to obey, or an example to follow. Now, that's actually on your reading sheet, okay? So, we want to do this as a church, and I selected 60 scriptures. Um, so, 12 weeks, five scriptures each. And we ask you just to work through that. And our challenge this summer is that the scriptures would keep us on track. And keep us from going astray. And so we encourage you. And we'll talk more about that. And I'll introduce that sermon series next Sunday morning. But to say that is to say that this morning is our last sermon uh, from Matthew chapter 13. On the seed, the soil, and the sower. I spent several weeks on the seed I spent one week on the soil, and I want to spend this last sermon on that, that third component, the sower. 
Now, each one of those components, the seed, the soil, and the sower, are, are critical to what God is wanting to do. But here's the simple idea today, is that the sower is critical because he or she connects the seed to the soil. Now, I know that's just like not earth-shattering, okay? But, David Shaw, I'm keeping it pretty simple, okay? Now, there's not pictures today, but, uh, you know, keeping it pretty simple. Sorry, David, you're just an easy target. Um, the sower connects the seed to the soil. And therefore, the sower is critical, essential in the process. I want to read uh, the parable of the sower or the soils. Uh, but there's really just a few, actually, words that I want to focus on. But in, in Matthew 13, 1 through 9, it says, On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And here's Jesus' last statement for this parable, verse 9. He who has ears to hear let him hear. Now, we've talked about some big ideas. This morning, I don't want us to miss the moment of what was happening in Matthew 13. Sometimes we talk about ideas, and I want to bring it back down to the moment. What was happening? And the thing that is interesting to me about Matthew 13 and Jesus not only tells this parable but he also tells other agricultural parables about the seed the soil and the sower but the interesting thing to me about Matthew 13 is Jesus is living out the parable that he is teaching And I want us to stay in that moment. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? That as Jesus is talking about the seed, the soil, and the sower, he is in the midst of sowing. Jesus is sowing seed, and it just so happens the seed is about the seed, the soil, and the sower. Now, it's interesting to me. It may not be interesting to you, but we're gonna, that's where we're going to stay in that moment 
today. Jesus is living out the parable that he is teaching. He is, in essence, demonstrating. He's living it out, the truths that he's teaching to the crowds that day. Uh, Jesus is the sower. Um, and so when it says in verse 3, then he spoke many things to them in parables, behold, a sower went out to sow. Uh, Jesus is that sower in that moment. Uh, later in verse 37, when he talks about the parable of the wheat and the tares, he says, as he's explaining it, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. As Jesus is talking about a sower, he is the sower. And I, I got this connection because in verse 3 it says, Behold, a sower went out to sow. Go back to verse 1. What does it say? On the same day, Jesus went out. Jesus goes out of the house, and when he goes out of the house, he begins to talk about a sower who went out to sow. It's the same, it's the same verb there. In, in the Greek, actually, it's literally the same. And in English, it is too. He went out. Jesus goes out. And then in verse 3, he describes that a sower went out. Understand that Jesus is the sower who is sowing seed that day. I, I, but I need you to stay in the moment. Um, the seed that Jesus is sowing that day is his teaching that day. Uh, it's a little bit unusual. In verse 1, Matthew says, on the same day. Uh, I don't know all that, that means to us, but as Matthew is relating this, he is visually remembering that day. No, he remembers that day. It was, it was a day. This is not just something that Jesus taught and Matthew wrote down. No, Matthew remembers that day of what he did. Um, the seed, before we talk about big ideas, stay in the moment with me and get this. The seed that Jesus sowed that day was his teaching that day about the seed, the soil, and the sower. I don't know if that's, it makes a lot of sense to me. It's his teaching that day was the seed that Jesus was teaching that day. I understand there are other kingdom principles, but that day he was teaching about the seed, the soil, and the sower. His field that day were the people that gathered there. Uh, as he tells these parables, it's, it's not in the parable of the soils, but in the parable of the wheat and the tares in verse 24, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. It's his field. He says this same thing in verse 31 uh, when he talks about the, the parable of the mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field. Now, stay in the moment with me. 
What is Jesus' field that day that he is sowing? Well, it's in the city of Capernaum. It's, it's beside the sea. But his field is, is not just a geographical location. It's people. Who are the people? Well, it's, it's multitudes of people. In fact, that's what I think Matthew visualizes in his brain and he remembers that there was a great multitude that came today, that day and Jesus had to get into a boat and sit and that the multitude sat on the shore. Jesus is casting seed that day as a sower and his field are the multitudes that had gathered there today, including the 12 disciples. They are a part of that field that Jesus is sowing that day. And here's the thing. When Jesus tells of the responses, the four responses, remember there's, um, there's the hard soil, there's the shallow soil, there's the soil that's choked out by, by thorns, and then there's the good soil. Do you understand? If you just stay in the moment, not the big idea, but just in this moment. When Jesus tells that parable, all of those people, all, everyone in the multitudes, every one of the 12 disciples is going to fall that day within one of those four groups. It's just interesting to me, maybe not to you this morning, that's fine. We're going to get to something else. That Jesus is living out the parable that he is teaching. The point of why Jesus is teaching this, this, this particular day, here it is, that there would be people who, whose hearts were responsive, they were the good soil that would take his word that day, and they in turn would become sowers like Jesus is a sower. That was, that was, that's the point of this day. That Jesus would speak the truth in Matthew 13 about the seed, the soil, and the sower. And that there would be people who that word penetrated into their heart. And how was it going to produce? It was going to produce because they were going to be in turn sowers. Do you get it? No, it's, it's, it's reproduction. Jesus didn't tell the parable for the simple fact that he goes, oh, I want to describe what I am doing and the responses that people will have. No, the intent of Jesus teaching the parable is that other people would become sowers. In fact, Jesus had a target audience that day. It was the disciples. I don't, I don't know what the response specifically is that day. I don't know if there are many people from the multitudes who took the word that Jesus taught that day and became sowers. I don't know. Maybe there were some. I'm not even sure that all 12 of the disciples took the word that day and in turn, or in maybe a couple years, became sowers. That was Jesus' intent. Jesus not only lived out the parable Jesus called the disciples to live out the parable in their lives. He was looking for somebody in that multitude 
whose heart would receive the word that he spoke that day and the fruit that would be produced was they would become sowers themselves. Uh, I believe Jesus' target audience was the disciples because we know that he pulls them aside and he speaks to them privately about this issue about the principles, the kingdom principles that he was teaching in the seed, the soil, and the sowers that day. Jesus alludes to this in verse 9 when he says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. What was Jesus saying that day? Not everybody. The negative side of, of this is, mm, not everybody's going to hear this. This is not going to penetrate into everybody's heart. But if there is anyone in the crowd that this word would penetrate into your heart, the end result is that you will live out the parable that I am teaching here. Jesus was teaching the disciples that day, specifically, about the seed, the soil, and the sower with the intent that there would be some of them who would become sowers. Stay, stay in the moment with me. The, the seed that day was about the seed, the soil, and the sower. That, the, seed, that, the seed of teaching. This, this is what I want you to understand. Uh, the seed, the soil, and the sower is only part of of, ki of the kingdom principles that Jesus was teaching. It's what he taught that day. There were other things that Jesus taught on other days. Uh, Jesus taught uh, about prayer. Other days he taught about humility. He taught about forgiveness. Uh, Jesus taught about salvation on other days but I'm asking you to stay in the moment because that day Jesus was talking about the seed the soil and the sower if that seed of that day stay in the moment with me produced they would become sowers um, I, my sense is if I can just throw Baptist under the bus, I, I'm assuming there's a few Baptists here today. We take this parable and we, we narrow down the application only to the word of the gospel, the word of salvation, the seed of salvation. Oh, well, okay, there's four responses there. Which, you know, Baptists, we want to sit and we want to debate which one of these people are, were truly saved. You know, it's like, okay. As if the only, I'm sorry, I'm making, I'm, I am. I was born a Baptist. I was Baptist before I was born. A good nine months. Some of you were too. We narrowed down the application to only the seed of the gospel, which is the seed of salvation, and we try to determine from the response which one of these people are the Christian but somehow we've rushed off to this big idea and we've narrowed down the application. I'm saying that Jesus was teaching that day about being a sower. And if that day's seed produced 
what Jesus wanted it to produce, they would become sowers. We narrow it down too far when we just talk about this, about salvation. Jesus taught other kingdom principles, and this day it was about being a sower. Do not miss the moment of the point of that day. What Jesus intended was that somebody or a number of people from that group would become sowers, get it, who would go out. Right? Jesus went out of the house. He spoke of a sower who went out. What was Jesus wanting? He was wanting sowers who would go out. And they were to go out to their fields. Specifically for the disciples, Jesus told them what their fields were. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. For the disciples, Jesus said, your field is the whole world. I need you to take the seed, all the seed, all the teaching of the kingdom principles, whether it was about prayer, humility, forgiveness, salvation, or about being a sower. And you are to sow the seed. And as you sow it, there will be four responses. But those who respond will respond 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. Jesus called the disciples to live out the parable that he was teaching that day. Hmm. Why was it written down for us to read today? Why did Matthew... So, Matthew's there that day and he watches Jesus in the moment. And Jesus, I believe that seed of that kingdom principle of sowing was placed in Matthew's heart so that he took the gospel out and he became a sower. And one day he writes it down. Kinsley, that's your form. I'm sorry. Still have it. I'm sorry. That's a joke. That's a, I'm sorry. I'm stuck at my Bible so I wouldn't forget it. Um. Matthew goes out because that, that word of the kingdom principle of sowing was planted in Matthew's heart and, and he writes it down. Why? Why does your preacher preach the last six weeks on the seed, the soil, and the sower. So that we will live out the parable in our own lives. 
The point of all of this is that what Jesus sowed in the seed of the apostles and the apostles, specifically Matthew, sows in our hearts and your preacher speaks to you for six weeks about is for the intent that the kingdom principle of the seed, the soil, and the sower be planted in your heart so that you become a sower also. Hmm. You understand? We are called to live out the parable as Jesus did, as the apostles did. Do you get it? Stay with me and don't miss the moment. No, there's a moment right now that we will be one of the four responses that Jesus describes in his parable that he taught that day. Do you understand? It is spoken from Matthew through your preacher's mouth. The seed of this truth is cast out. And you see, we as Baptists, we give ourselves an out because we say, oh, this is, this is about the seed of the gospel. Oh, I've already, I've, already, I've already trusted Jesus as my Savior. Got my ticket punched, preacher. I'm good. I'm, I'm that fourth category. I don't know if I'm 30-fold or anything, but you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even know what that voice is. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. No, you've gone to a big idea and you've missed the moment. The moment is right now that says we will respond to this word in one of four responses. Either our heart will be cold and you will walk out of here and Satan will snatch it up. I don't care whether you're a Christian or not, little Baptist person. I don't care. This is not specifically about the word of salvation. This is about the kingdom principle of sowing. Or it may be you have an initial positive response, but there's no root. And it doesn't amount to anything. Or you kind of have a pretty good response, but the cares of the world choke it out. And it doesn't produce any fruit. Or there will be some in these last six weeks, and specifically in this moment, that this principle of the kingdom, the seed of the truth of the sower will be planted in your heart. And it will produce fruit because you will become a sower of the seed. Jesus says to us today, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Don't miss the moment. We have to go out. Jesus went out. He sent the, the apostles out. He calls us as sowers to go out. Do you realize when Jesus Christ comes into our life and, we, and he begins to work in our life and the grace of God is bestowed upon our life, there is fruit that is produced and that fruit has seeds in it. And we have a choice of what we're going to do with that seed. 
and we can either go out and we can cast it or we can consume it on ourselves. Um, so much of my mind goes back to Africa. They harvest rice and some they eat and some they save to plant the next year. You can eat it all. But when it comes time to sow the seed for the harvest of the next year, you don't have anything. And so you've got to figure out how much do I want to eat? How much do I want to set back to sow? Spiritual realm is the same. We will either go out and cast the seed or we will consume the grace of God that he's bestowed and produced in our lives on ourselves. We all have fields. The sower went out to sow in his field. You have fields. I have fields. I have fields that I am responsible for. Uh, I probably even have a church field. I have a family field. I live in a neighborhood. I have a field in my neighborhood. I have a community in Huntington. Hmm. In my life, God's called me to a field about 7,000 miles away. And for me, I have a responsibility for a field in Africa. Jesus told, as Jesus lived out the parable, his intent was that the disciples would live out the parable. And the disciples, as they lived out the parable and they sowed the seed, the intent was that 2,000 years later, there would be people who would also become sowers, who would plant the seed in other people's hearts who would become sowers so that the gospel and the kingdom principles would go into all the world. I want to close with this. Question. This is very hypothetical. What if Jesus had not gone out that day? It says in verse 1 that he went out of the house. Uh, what if Jesus that day? And I, I, I've contended there were other days that Jesus taught on this, but what if, what if Jesus that day said, you know, really I'm tired and I don't want to go out. What if Jesus never taught on the seed, the soil, and the sower? And there was never this challenge that as I go and live out this parable, that you are to live out this parable so that others will live out this parable, that the gospel might go into all the world. What if Jesus had not gone out? Then I know it's very hypothetical. Then that seed of this principle is not taught. And so theoretically, there are no other sowers that are produced. What if when Jesus taught that day, nobody was the good soil? What if the disciples didn't go out? What if they consumed the grace of God in their lives on themselves and they never scattered the seed? What if? What if? Staying in the moment. None of us were the good soil.
and none of us became sowers. And we consume the grace of God on ourselves. What if it, there was some point where the chain was broken, the harvest was broken, and that there were no more sowers who were connecting the seed to the soil? I know it's very hypothetical, but do you understand the process ends? Because the seed of this kingdom principle is not passed on. What if Jesus had taught about all the other kingdom principles of prayer and humility and forgiveness and salvation, but had not taught this day about the fact that you have to go out and you have to cast the seed in your fields? And what if the disciples had not gone out? And what if, what if at Huntington First Baptist Church there were no sowers? And maybe we sat around and we talked about kingdom principles, about prayer and humility and forgiveness and salvation. But what if no one ever went out? And we didn't take responsibility for the fields that we're responsible for. Hypothetically, the process ends. Something to think about. And to understand that we all have some response I don't want you to miss the moment by thinking about some grand big idea when it's not about a grand idea it's about staying in the moment don't miss the moment in fact that's really true as you will leave here and if God plants this in your heart and you say no I will be a, a sower you got to stay in the moment because God's gonna give you opportunities to sow the seed if you stay in the moment I want, to, I want to close with this, and um, this is a quote, and I want to close with this. Uh, this is a quote from Robin Thomas's pastor in Austin, and it's been a number of years ago. Robin still remembers it, and he texted it to me about a month ago, and it is this quote that his pastor said a number of years ago, don't die with seeds in your pockets don't die with seeds in your pockets I'm gonna ask you to stand this morning I wanna close in prayer my prayer is that God would plant the seeds of being a sower in our hearts that some would go out and produce 30 and 60 and 100 fold um, the only th other thing I would say is remember we will have a vacation Bible school workers meeting or even those who are interested in working right after the morning service 10 minutes Aaron will lead that we'll, we'll be good stewards of your time um, Pastor First Baptist Huntington, there's one thing we must do 
we must relationally connect the gospel to those in our circles of influence. It doesn't matter what our programs, it doesn't matter what your pastor does, what church programs we have. The one critical component to connecting the seed and the soil is the sowers. We must relationally connect the gospel to those in our circles of influence. And so, Father, today we pray as the seed has been scattered today that it would fall on good soil and that, Father, we would, as you produce life in us, that we would cast forth that light life to those around us that would produce more life and more life and so father give us diligence give us passion give us perseverance to do what you've called us to do and father we pray it would be for your glory and for your honor and we pray it all in Jesus name and all God's people said amen amen thank you